The idea of job security is outdated as a landline. If you haven't been in a search for a while, it's probable you will at some point, by choice or not. Most executives admit to staying way too long or sense what's coming and justify staying anyway. Here, there's another reason. The faulty belief that navigating to what's next will inevitably be worse and has to suck. Screw that. Lauren Greif has spent a lifetime in corporate and executive search, calling bullshit on stale career advice that most still use. This is Career Blast in a Half, the career podcast for executives ready to cut past outdated career advice to fuel your outcomes now. So let's go. You know, I don't know about you, call it the battle within that resistance to doing the thing that I want to do. And then sometimes just slithering out of a commitment and not being accountable to what I said I wanted to do, whether it's for myself or somebody else, and then feel like crap. And sometimes that cycle continues. And then I get into a real ride, whether it's going to the gym or whether it's whatever that is. And when I met Jen Lafine on LinkedIn, I thought to myself, this is the perfect time to be introduced to somebody that can help hold me accountable without the shaming or the blaming or anything like that. And guess what? She was willing to come on the show. And so thank you so much, Jen, for being here because you light up LinkedIn. You really do. And you, you make accountability like its own little cheerleading squad. And at the same time, like people are getting shit done. How they are. They are. It's so exciting to see. Yeah, for sure. And so, I mean, of all the areas of coaching that you could select, Mm. right? Because I make jokes all the time. Like there's practically a booger coach out there. I mean, there's a coach for every single thing. There's something to put on your resume. Right? I know. (laughs) Get a good one. Go cave diving. But that being said, why did you pick this area? I just find it so curious. I mean, it's also like something that you don't really see that much. But why accountability? Well, I chose accountability because it is, like you said, it is something that I see that is really, really lacking out there. And my primary support is for entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, small business owners. And those people, just by the nature of their business, have nobody checking in on them. Mm -hmm. They have nobody checking in to make sure that their work is done, that they're meeting their deadlines, that they're working on, you know, those big projects that they want to take on to grow their business. And so it's very easy to let things slide because we have this part of our brain that wants us to stay in our comfort cave and never leave. And so part of the work I do with accountability is doing away with the shame and blame and guilt. Like we don't do any of that. That is totally useless. And we get super clear on why we're procrastinating, why we're avoiding doing the work that we're doing and how to get ourselves out of it for good. So, oh, for good, you mean we eradicate this? Yes, I truly do believe that we can. I'm like, I decided I'm on a mission to eradicate procrastination. Mm -hmm. 
I know it's a pretty big, pretty big feat, but I am. That is a big mission. That's awesome. Yeah. And so this whole term about procrastination, accountability, you know, hustle culture, grinding, all of these things seem oftentimes to be distant cousins of each other and like a slippery slope, right? And so help me and everyone who's listening, because I know there's a bunch of people that are thinking to themselves, I'm so glad I get to listen to this in private because I don't really want to be wearing this label that says I am a professional procrastinator, right? So what I wanted to find out is split them apart for us, right? Split them apart so that we understand when you talk about accountability, you are not talking about creating a list, you know, 10 inches deep, 20 miles long around the corner and down the block. Help us understand exactly what is happening when you talk about accountability and how it does differ from some of these other areas that we know can lead us into even our own levels. Well, I think like you brought up a really good point about hustle culture and grind and work, 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 work. And that is absolutely not at all what I'm talking about when I'm talking about accountability, because that kind of mentality where you have to constantly be burning the midnight oil and, you know, making that to-do list that's got 500 things on it and checking them all off. That is not helpful. It is not helpful. The reason that I love working with people on accountability is because becoming accountable is empowering. It is empowerment for you to be able to show up to do the things that you say you're going to do. It really comes down to a basis of having that self-trust that you're going to show up and do the things that you say that you're going to do. And a lot of people don't realize that that starts with like even the little things, you know, the the laundry that you leave sitting in the dryer for a week before you actually fold it, then you have to rewash it. The pillow that falls off the sofa that you walk past, like those are just little, like tiny procrastinations, taking care of those so that you don't have to take up your mental bandwidth, uh, you know, thinking about them and walking past them and seeing it and reminding yourself yet again that you cannot do what you say you're going to do you run out of bandwidth. Like your brain can only handle so much. And if you're filling it up with all of those little things, you don't have space for the big things. So one of the things that I like to teach my clients is how to honor their word to themselves. Because if it's on their heart and not just in their head, but it's on their heart and it's something that is really super important to them, it is something that needs to be brought forth to the world. It was brought to them for a reason and I want to help them create it. That is not that is not hustle. That is not grind. That is living into your purpose. Mm. And so the other thing that this really strikes a note with, and I mean, thankfully my life is in an accountable place. Not to say I don't have slips all the time, but that that being said, there was a time where I was, what do they call them, dumpster fires, and I couldn't keep my word to anybody or anything. And um, I remember back in the day that making my bed and emptying the dishwasher were ways that I was able to reinstall a level of dignity and self-respect. 
just keeping that word to myself was a, enough that started some momentum yes. and ball rolling. And, and that then became its own, you know, happy snowball, right? If I could do this, then I could do this, and I feel great about this because I did that. And you know, it's like, and not that I was publicly announcing it, but the point is, it, it was that conversation within myself that you told. Well, and that brings up like the concept of the snooze button on your alarm. When your alarm goes off first thing in the morning, do you hit the snooze? Because if you do, you've already broken a promise to yourself. This is right. Absolutely, you've been accountable to doing something you said you're going to do. So, so accountability is not just the big things; it's the little things. But you can't have the accountability for the big things until you're taking care of the two. The thing that really blows my mind is are these the three things that we're about to talk about. Because when I asked you when we initially had coffee, okay, so like, tell me the truth, Jen. What are the three big things, in, in my viewpoint, surprising things that get in the way of people holding themselves accountable? Like, I had a completely different idea. And when I heard these, I was like, huh, okay. <laughs> so. Share with us the first thing that you see, experience over and over and over and over again that gets in the way of people being accountable. Well, the first thing would be that people are setting their sights too low. They are not setting big enough goals. They are not giving themselves permission to dream, to do the impossible. They're trying to be practical. And when we're practical about things, we don't have passion for it. It doesn't light us up. And if it's not lighting us up, certainly not going to get us to show up. Okay. This sounds completely counterintuitive because wouldn't I be more accountable to a smaller goal that I could reach than taking on a big goal and thinking, oh my God, I'm just going to set myself up for, you know, a level of failure. Well, and that's really interesting that you say that and that you ask that. And I'm glad that you did because I have a very, very strong opinion that there's no such thing as failure. And that we grow by making mistakes. So if we do set a big goal for ourselves and let's say we start out on it and we are doing the work, we're showing up and we continue to show up, there's absolutely no reason why we can't meet those bigger goals, right? And if it's something that is truly, again, like I mentioned before, like not just in your head, but also in your heart, and it's something that is a part of your mission of why you're here, that in itself is like rocket fuel to get you to that goal. Uh, wow. So you're saying take on a bigger goal, get support, but don't fail on the goal. No. Do what you need to do because it's that important to you. Not, not reduce yourself yes. in, yep. order, in, in order to live small. Right. We need, yes, exactly. We need to stop being so practical in our goal setting. Really. Okay, that's a great tattoo. We need to stop being so practical in our goal setting. Yeah. And what I really like about this idea is when you say practical, right, what does that really equate to? Does that mean don't make a plan? Does it mean, does it mean, you know, cross your I's and dot your T's and be, you know, what does that mean when you say don't be so practical? Does it mean just like throw all caution to the wind and be a dreamer? 
What does that mean? Well, it does involve an element of dreaming, but it also involves deciding for yourself what you want to accomplish and not going along with what others have told you that you're capable of mm. or what the way you've been conditioned or the way you've been educated, mm. right? We all have this story that we're carrying around with us about what we're capable of. And that was infused into us when we were kids. Well, you're not a kid anymore. You're an adult. And if your story doesn't fit you anymore, write a new one. All right. I, like, I have all the feels. What's the second surprising thing that gets in the way of people just 86ing their accountability and you know, I always talk about this because it's like one of my favorite things. It's just like, I got the case of the buckets, right? Like, uh, maybe I'll deal with it tomorrow. Tonight's another night, you know. Tell us what that is. The second thing would be that I find that people have trouble with accountability because they believe every thought they think is the truth. And here's what happens. When you are setting out to do hard things, setting out from your comfort cave, your comfort zone. I call it a comfort cave. When you're setting out to do new things, there's going to be growth. Okay? Your brain doesn't like you doing uncomfortable things. It wants everything to stay the same. It thrives on familiarity. So it sends you thoughts of doubt and imposter syndrome and perfectionism to try to get you to stop from moving forward. But here's the truth. Those thoughts that it's sending you are not the truth. They're just designed to get you to stop moving forward. So when it sends you the thought, you're never going to be able to land that job, you need to stop and take a look and say to yourself, is that true? Is that right? Is that what I want to believe? Is that helping me with my goals? And if it's not, pick a different thought. You, that is completely in your power. I'm a huge advocate of doubting your doubt. Okay, say that again. Say that again three times fast. <laughs> I am a huge advocate of doubting your doubt. It's just not true. Right. It's so funny. Like, why don't we trust our truth as much as we doubt our doubt? Exactly. You can't have both truth and doubt exist. Why do we keep choosing doubt? Right. Why can't yeah. we go with our truth, right? It's crazy. It's crazy. It's like, I don't know why that kind of lever always like... You know, is closer to that doubt. Well, just the protection. Son. Mm -hmm. We've always done that. And we've been conditioned to think that that's what we're supposed to do. Right? Right. You are supposed to believe your doubt in those things that are kind of holding you back. But you get to decide. You get to decide what you choose to believe, what you choose to think, what you achieve, what the results are you want to get. You get to decide. Mm. You and here's the other thing too. You are responsible for your own results. Yes. If you don't like the results you're getting, you need to do something different about it. Totally. You owe it to yourself to do something. You owe it to yourself. And so you're number three. Number third surprising thing mm -hmm. that just like robs people of their accountability. Yeah. They let themselves off the hook too easily. Okay. I want you to give me the verbatims about this. What does that sound like? And what I mean by that is, yeah, I mean, maybe it's something, a verbatim that comes from one of your clients, but what is the internal conversation 
that is going on inside that person that is letting themselves off. Sure. Well, this is where procrastination sneaks in and kind of takes over the show. And it tells you things like, oh, no one will notice if you don't do it today. No one will notice if you push it off. It won't matter. It's not going to really affect anyone else. And I say that is a bunch of BS because you may think no one will notice, but your future you notices. The person you are becoming needs you to show up. Yeah, that's a really powerful and profound truth, right? And I think that is a sometimes big pill to swallow because there's a level deep down inside that we know that, but it's such a hard thing to admit. It is hard to admit, but you know, it's like any kind of muscle. When you start exercising it, when you start saying, I am going to show up because my future me needs me to show up today to do this task, right? To become the person that does these hard things, it makes it a little bit easier. And the more you do it, the stronger that muscle comes where it's no longer this like push and pull and tug of war to try to get yourself to do it. You just show up because you know that it's something that you need to do. Mm-hmm. So those are your three, you know, the first one was really about setting your sights too low. Second one, like enough already, like start doubting your doubt because what you're believing isn't necessarily the truth. And the final one, and this one is really about, please don't shoot out of your own goals and let yourself off the hook because your future self is watching. Thank you for those. I want to talk a little bit about your term, the summer slide, right? And I want you to explain, of course, now it being summer, right? Why the summer slide is a real thing and how this relates to people in their job search and how it specifically is important at this very moment. Like literally this episode is going to be dropping a week from tomorrow. So it will be dropping on whatever that date is at the 19th. And we will be in, you know, the sweet spot of the summer, like midway through almost. Yeah. So what is it? What's the summer slide? So the summer slide is a term term that I borrowed from my days as a teacher. I used to teach fourth grade. And we knew that Over the summer, the most important things that our students needed to do is they needed to continue reading. And if they continue reading over the summer, they estimated that students lost up to 30% of their learning, of their school year learning, just because they didn't work on their skills over the summer. So then they would come back in the fall and they would essentially be the grade behind minus three months. And so we had to spend so much more time when they came back, getting them back up to speed. Well, the same is true for entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, job hunters. If you take the summer off to relax, oh, it's so nice outside, I'm going to go outside and sit by the pool, or I'm going to um, spend all the time with the kids or take these extended vacations, and you don't stay active in what you're doing, and you don't stay in the mindset of business, what's going to happen is you're going to come back to it in September and you're going to have three months to catch up on. Mm. 
And that is really, really hard because then not only are you catching up on those three months, you're also, it's like you're stacking your work because then you've got to take yourself from September through December and you just have totally set yourself behind. So again, we don't need to grind. We don't need to hustle through the summer. You can take it a little bit easier, but you have to stay mindful because nobody is watching your job search for you. Nobody is watching your business for you. Do not do that to yourself. It's like punishing yourself. So what would you say, again, because I know you're a guilt-free, shame-free zone, what would you say to somebody who was really committed to landing a position, let's just say, you know, in the fall, because that's always like, well, I'm going to start looking in the fall, right? What would you say to them about the time that they have now and building relationships, practicing, interviewing, networking, whatever is required for them to make that move? What would you say to them if they kept pushing back and saying, hey, you know what? I Like, I'm burnt out. I, I, I just need to take the summer off. Well, one of the things that I like to do is when we set a goal is we get super clear on our why. Why does this matter to you? Why does your job hunt matter to you? Why does your goal matter to you? That becomes like an anchor for you during those times when it's hard. Okay. Mm -hmm. I also think like we create an awful lot of work for us just in our head because we think everything has to be difficult, right? Doesn't have to be difficult. You can continue to network. You can continue to to work on your resume. You don't have to create work for yourselves. You can still do the bare bones to stay in that mindset because it, even if like you're not saying like go out and crush it, right? You don't have to. No. Like, well, I've yeah. never really like go out and crush it. I'm like, let's be smart about it, right? Let's be smart about it and work smarter. Where they say work smarter, not harder. Yes. So yeah, let's work smarter about it because let's. Let's say your speed is like 50 miles an hour. It's much harder to get back up to 50 miles an hour if you're going from a stop versus like, let's say a 35 mile an hour. You can reduce your speed, but please don't stop. Right. So it's kind of like, it's easier to stay on than stop and start, right? It's easier to be consistent than it is to stop and start. And I keep going back to this gym idea, right? Even if I went for 20 minutes, I'd still feel like, well, you know what? I went to the gym today. So I don't need to like have every class, but I still went and I still showed up and I still did something. Yes. Yes. Have you heard of the Jerry Seinfeld's Don't Break the Chain? Oh, I have, and I and I love it. Yeah, I I have, and I've actually thought about that quite a bit. Explain what that is to to for our sure. listeners. So Jerry Seinfeld was interviewed once about how he's such a successful comedian, and he talked about his his belief in don't break the chain. And essentially, how it is is he has a calendar on the wall, and he said, "What I do every day, I tell myself I have to write one joke." And when I do, I put an X on the calendar. My goal is not to break my chain. He says it doesn't have to be a good joke. 
it could be a great joke, but it doesn't have to be. Like I don't set those kind of limits on myself. It's just to keep my momentum going. Yeah. And I also believe that part of this is that that great joke won't come unless that practice of a lot of mediocre jokes or even better jokes, you know, comes around. And so it's like without that, without that practice or without that consistency and accountability, it doesn't. But telling yourself it has to be perfect. Right. That's a story. Is putting that, like making it hard for yourself. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be hard. But showing up and doing the work on a regular basis, even if it's 30, you know, your 35 mile an hour work, that's more important than nothing. So good, Jen. Really. And so I want to also, like, while you're in the process of eradicating world procrastination, how do we also remove these I have to? We, I should, that really just, again, put that whole kind of bad rap on accountability. Because I, I think that that's like this obligatory, you know, ball and chain. That's what I want. I, why I wanted you here is because when you start telling yourself those stories, of course, it's going to feel like a chore. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Make them yeah. go away. So the shoulds, the have tos, the guilt, the shame, you know, the blame, all of those things, they are choices. They are choices that we make to believe. Again, it goes back to that conditioning. It goes back to habit, bad habit. Okay. It goes back to maybe like a, the way we were raised, the stories that we carry with us. So Choosing to believe those as the truth is a choice. You also have a choice to believe otherwise and bringing in the I want to's or I get to's. Like I have found it's also been very helpful to reframe I have to into I get to and see if that feels any better to me. Mm -hmm. And because blame and shame and guilt and shoulds and that's just a bunch of bs that your your primal brain has made up to get you to stop moving forward wants to keep you in your comfort cave mm. already i mean i'm here with my own little applause section because all of these things whether you're a solopreneur or not are just so important to hear because we all have dreams and goals, right? I mean, we're all we're all trying to do something as long as we are willing to stay the course. And I know for job seekers, there's a lot of times where it's it's hard to stay accountable. But please remember your future self is watching and oh, your future self really needs you. Whether you chose to be on the market or whether you are on the market, you're still in a place of transition and let that be a beautiful thing. Let that be something that you're excited and proud about. So, you know, you are full of joy, not full of dread. 
And what I want to steer this conversation over to right now, Jen, is our signature questions. And so coming out of this, first question I want to ask you is whether it's a book about accountability or something along those lines, what is your go-to resource for this? Oh, that's a really good question. You know, I am such a huge reader. I would think that the, and I think we kind of talked about this. The first book that I read that was like, oh my gosh, it really blew my mind was Dr. Benjamin Hardy's Personality Isn't Permanent. It was really like, wait, you mean I can change my personality? Like I'm not, I get a choice in all of this. And that's really something that started me on my whole, on my whole uh, personal development path. Yes. I mean, I'm a big fan of uh, Dr. Benjamin Hardy and, of course, Dan Sullivan, who he also co-wrote. Oh, how? And you're yourself now. Another yourself now. All of these books. Yeah. Yes. Like, oh, good. Literally, get get the trilogy and you're welcome. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Second question is, coming out of this episode, what would you suggest that our listeners use as the post-it for this episode? I would say one of the things that I repeat to myself is, well, I have many sayings, but one of the, the things that I really hold true is my success is inevitable. Mm. As long as I show up and keep showing up, my success is inevitable. Mm. Wow, is that, that is so empowering, and really, I hope that everyone listening is just taking that in. I'm I'm definitely going to make that post it. And the last question is, what's your walk up song, Jen? Oh, that would be the breakup song by Francesca Battistelli. Have you heard that song? It's all no. keeping up with fear. It's boring. Oh, it is out. Wow. wow, I'm going to have to have a listen after this. Yeah. So. Aside from LinkedIn, we'll add this in the show notes, but tell us where we can find you and where we can also listen to you. Oh, wonderful. Well, you can find me on my website, which is www.jenlafine.com. And I will say my last name is spelled L-A-F-F-I-N. It's always tricky. And then I also have a podcast of my own called The Flight School Podcast. Drop a new episode every week. It's all about helping you fly to your greatest potential. So I'd love to welcome any of your listeners to come check me out, get in touch, message me on LinkedIn. I would love to chat more about accountability. Excellent. Fantastic. So for everyone that's listening, we are also having a career blast in a half. It's a 30-day boot camp. It will be starting on August the 9th. So you will have a link in the show notes down below for those who want to kick some butt and be on track and uh, more hireable on September, which is hiring season. So looking forward to all of you who are serious and want to make sure that you are accountable to this proud year. For sure, for sure. Thank you so much, Jen. I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you so much. You rock it so hard. Oh, I appreciate you. Thank you. Some water cars. Thank you for joining today. We appreciate your listening ears. Big time. 
We ask this. Use these tools, not tomorrow, right now. And share them by spreading the love. Leaving us a rating and subscribe so you don't miss the next Career Blast in a half. Most of all, thank you for you.